No, 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 no. Hey, Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for the episode of Matt and Matt and his ice cream social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials is Jacob the Audio Guy. Woohoo! We're preaching fun. Jacob, you're giggling at the thing you're reading over there. Are you reading news or something? Or oh, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, it's a little, little Las Vegas news. Uh, we have the uh, the final um, debate, the final presidential debate coming oh, up in Las fuck. Vegas here. That's the right. Final countdown. I mean. I saw an article, by the way, that just said cancel this debate, and I'm totally with I've, it. Yeah, I saw that, what too. What the fuck more could you need from really these two candidates? Nice. Yeah. It's been so embarrassing. But they're undecided voters. Oh, no, no. Here's the thing. I want to rail against undecided voters, but technically I'm an undecided voter. I keep flipping a coin. Oh, no. I'm Do you know? Just, yeah. But is there anything that's going to be said in a debate that's no! going to influence you? Okay. No. No. And that's the thing. That's the myth of the undecided voter. It's not right. someone who's like, oh, really? What's this presidential debate about? Yeah, yeah. Who's running? <laughs> like, that's not the undecided voter. No, right. No. The undecided voter is like, fuck, normally I vote Republican, but holy fuck, I hate Donnie. The, uh, yes. Hate Donnie Jingles. The traffic what mess. Do I do? Is gonna be. I know. I was, unbelievable. I, 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 had I thought about the traffic issue, I would have campaigned to cancel the debate much harder. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's on the other side of town from me. I don't have to go. I don't have to go past them at all. Fucked. It's right where we work. Yep. It's a bunch of butt. I drive right through you and Alvi to get to work. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're boned. I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, leave like an hour early. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna quit my job. There you go. <laughs> or get a room at Bally's the night before. One or the other. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> just spend the night. Yeah, just spend the night. Sleep over. Sleep over and then we can, you know, just hang out in that Bally's food court by the sports book all day. Yep. yep. Fun, fun. Watch fun. people get off the tram. I think Ooh, if tram I watching. had to stay that's over That's about the at height of Bally's. Yeah. <laughs> that's the height of to do's at Bally's. If I had to stay at Bally's yeah. all night and yeah. do a show after I did a show. Yeah. Through the next day, I think I would physically die. Yeah. Uh, was it? We have a house manager, Jason, who's like, because of all the new shows, and he's doing like 12 hour days he's now. He's there all the time. And so he's like, I wish you'd just give me a room here. You know, fuck it. I won't pay rent and I'll just stay here and I'll work here. And I was like, Jason, you would shoot yourself within two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> got to see daily. You need vitamin yeah. D, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Get out of it. Get no, out. I've done that for load ins before. I've, yeah. I've just had places just get me a hotel room. Yeah. And boy, it, it's rough. Yeah. Even doing like 16 and 17 hour days where you can just go back up to your hotel room and shower and take a nap. Yeah. I mean, that's still just like it's when you're doing that long of a day, it's still better than having to drive back and forth and everything. Yeah. That's where like, you know, half hour, an hour. But I mean, it's just miserable. Yeah. 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 So this Um, this news article is about. We get it, Jacob. You work harder than us. We get it. (laughs) This news article is about uh, the culinary union in town. Oh, yeah. And they are uh, they are organizing a wall to be built around Trump Tower. During the uh, during the presidential debate, the Trump Tower here in beautiful already, Las Vegas, right? Nevada, a wall of taco trucks. I I think it's already there today. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe yeah. so. I love this idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First but, off, I just love a gathering of taco trucks. That's any, a win. Anyway, the gathering yes. of the taco trucks. Regardless, woo, woo. Of, it's like send a, to the taco trucks. It's like a Voltron for cilantro. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love taco trucks. So um, we'll, we're excited about that. And, yeah. But the uh, the reason they're doing it, or one reason they're doing it, other than they just don't like Trump, is the co- uh, the workers at Trump Tower have voted several times to unionize. Yeah, and culinary uh, they complain about Donald Trump not uh, not negotiating in good faith with them. 
Right. They, they keep they keep uh, complaining about this. Get and, out of town. Uh, there is a sentence in this article <laughs> that made me laugh very loudly when I read it. Okay. I'm going to read you this sentence. The Culinary Union has held nearly 10 rallies outside of Trump's hotel since workers voted to unionize and won last December. Nearly 10 rallies? Nearly 10. Just say nine. <laughs> Saying nine is a fine... That, Having nine rallies. That's a fine number of rallies to have. They've held a rally or two shy of a baker's dozen rallies outside of Trump Tower. <laughs> Did one rally get halfway done? Is that what happened? Maybe. I, I don't know. Like they, like they like, put up a picket sign that was windy. And yeah. then they're like, oh, it's too windy. Let's just pack that it in. 10th rally was just kind of rained out. Uh, and someone's like, all right, this rally's canceled. Like, no, I wanted on the record that we rallied. I showed up here. I signed in. Nearly. Yeah. Nearly. Oh, Asterix. I'll go home with nearly a rally, but I'm going to take this to rally court. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah, that so, hit me. Though. That hit me good. Yeah. So nearly 10. Yeah. I hope this I hope, I hope. this debate nearly happens. But yeah. uh, oh, I think it's happening. It's happening. It's just going to... Boo earns. My buddy's been sending me pictures of the load in. Because it's, it's in the big Thomas and Mac arena oh, it's at UNLV. Been, it's, it's, been, it's big. It's big, and it's been shutting shit down in UNLV for already for a couple yeah, weeks. Right. Just getting ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been hanging speakers for, for days, and you're hanging, hanging the that's big arrays, it's, hanging that's, lights. That's the thing that's funny. Like, the literal circus can come to town, and it doesn't shut down anything for days there. But right. the two, two candidates getting behind lecterns, yep. you got to fucking shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. So we'll see. I got to talk to my buddy a little bit the other day. He was talking about all the security measures. Speaking of shutting it down, he was talking yeah. about all the security measures that they go through with these. This, with this these is your uh, sound boy, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Is he micing him for the third time? Oh, uh, he, yeah. He, they're they're still same same crew. Same crew. Same crew running running it out. Did he have anything to say about Ken Bones' voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh man, the roller coaster! I, I missed that whole thing. Uh, I know it came and it went so I loved, fast. Yeah. I love the Ken Bone roller coaster. I was, I, we we shut off the debate insane. before Ken Bone hit. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, he's done already, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he did it. He did it. He finally peaked with like an AMA. <laughs> AMA. Yeah, yeah. He, did a, he did a Reddit AMA, but he used his old Reddit account where he had a bunch of porn commentaries. <laughs> yeah, on. he had a bunch of porn commentaries. <laughs> a lot of porn. Things, again, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah, like why? Sure. Why? He likes he's, he. But, but I don't think the the porn commentary I didn't hear about until much later. It was <laughs> it was the stuff about how uh, Trayvon Martin's shooting oh, was uh, yeah, justified. That's not good. <laughs> I thought that was still really porn bad. commentary. Was that <laughs> not still porn commentary? <laughs> oh, he's a tragic figure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, guy who shot George Zimmerman. <laughs> yeah, got twenty yeah. years in prison. Right. Yeah. Not wild. <laughs> shot at George Zimmerman. Yeah, he didn't I believe. hit him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't hit him. He just shot at him. Got 20 years, just can't. Uh, should, the guy should have been part of a neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Would have cleaned that right up. Something. I, uh, I, uh, I can't believe anyone can go to jail for doing anything to George Zimmerman at this point. <laughs> no. Teflon Georgie. Teflon George. I actually had a dream that it must have been when I read this article. It couldn't have been beforehand. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to think it was beforehand. <laughs> It'd be weird if I just, but I had a dream where I ran into uh, the George uh, Zimmerman came to 50 Shades. Yikes. Oh, and Look I was out. like, and then it was like, ah! like it just was like. <laughs> How do you prepare for that? Old sweats. I yeah. just like, what do you do? You just look at the guy. Yeah, he sh- I guess like it was, it was, all the debates was like, he should be able to come to the show. I mean, he's just here to show. He's just a show. <laughs> he's just a guy going to a show. Well, take it. It's fine. <laughs> um, some of your cash should feel safer. Yeah. <laughs> some of our cash should not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, creepy. Went and saw Bob Dylan this week. You, oh, you, oh, you, wait, you were at show. that concert? I went to the concert. I went to the uh, the 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 uh, Nobel Prize winning. Uh, I'll let you know, Bob any, Dylan concert. If anyone who's not a Penn Sunday School listener, uh, this is an interesting story. If this, if you are listening to Penn Sunday School, there's no way Jacob's story can compare to Penn's version of going to see this concert. I'm sure. It can. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I know that I have a different take on it than Penn. Sure. Only because you, it was the first time I've ever seen Bob Dylan live. Uh, probably a good time to see him for the first time. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have seen BB King right. in concert. And until Thursday, that was the best concert I had ever seen. Wow! And uh, now he, uh, and and the more I think about it, the more I like Bob Dylan's concert more than BB King's. Wow! Wow! Uh, I mean, it was yeah. uh, it was ins- it's an, it was an insane. Your timing for seeing him was insane. Yeah, for multiple reasons. One is that he had a reputation for really doing all kinds of weird, different versions of his songs. So if yep. you weren't a, a true fan in concert. You weren't you you weren't necessarily going to appreciate it as much as like a diehard sure. fan would, and that he typically wore hats that obscured his face, right? Uh, you know, and he typically didn't wouldn't smile that much, and so this blew, blew all three of those just blew them away. Yeah, so he he's, he's doing this particular tour. He's doing all of his his all of his known songs, a lot of known songs. He did he did some newer stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of old school known stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, opened with uh with rainy day women. You know, yeah, yeah, everybody. You know they're gonna they go stone you. Yep, uh, and yeah, I mean just just did uh, did a lot of the hits and everything. Welled up a few times during the concert. Nice and uh, openly cried at the end. Whoa! Well, the, Penn, the last Penn played me as encore and it, it, oh, okay. I welled up. He played a bootleg like a like concert footage off a phone. Yeah, and it made me well up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's saying the um, I, I never remember the exact name of the song, yeah. but it's uh, like how why are you why are you gonna try to change me now? Why try to change me now? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's one of his Sinatra, one of his Sinatra covers. He closes his concert with a cover. It's the only cover he does in the entire yeah. concert. Yeah, but he, he, he closes his concert with it. And uh, so you were at the Cosmo. I was at the Cosmo, the fourth n- row, fourth row. Yeah, great. You might seats. have had better seats than Penn. Wow, uh, I did. I, I saw I saw Penn at the end. I couldn't get over to Penn, but I saw him at the end. Yeah. Uh, the only way I could get over to him was go, Penn, <laughs> Penn Gillette, Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. Yeah. The famous guy, you. Yeah. I don't want your autograph. I know you. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I bet he won't appreciate it if I do that. Especially because he was probably a sobbing mess. Right? Yeah. I've actually run well, into... And he, was, and he was just heading backstage. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah, I, backstage. I, I, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the night that he won the Nobel Prize for Literature, yeah. he played the Cosmo. Uh-huh. That's pretty amazing. And Jacob Smith was there. And he was in a great fucking mood. I mean, so playing, playing Rainy Day Women, he's sitting there at the piano... Yeah. Uh, which is he's 90 degrees from the audience so he's looking across the stage yeah and the first musical break he's sitting there and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it so you guys can see it and then uh, i'm just gonna try and describe it to everybody else he's sitting there looking at the piano both hands on the piano first musical break he turns from the microphone just 90 degrees out to the audience puts his left hand on his hip and just grins like a teapot. Does it fucking he did little teapot grin? He did for fucking him. little teapot grin. The audience lost their shit. Even the pen was playing me bootlegs. He was obsessed. So, but he was playing me not bootlegs, but you know, uh, cell phone footage. Clips, yes. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, yeah, he's doing all these rock star moves that he never did when he was young. When no. he was a rock star, no, he's like dancing around. Yeah, you know, like wiggling. And he played guitar, right? He played guitar, which is the first time he played guitar in four years. Which I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, wow. I knew that people were going crazy every time he walked over towards his guitar and would tease it. 
Yeah. But uh, I didn't know that, that that's why. I, yeah. thought, I thought people were just excited. I mean, I was excited by seeing him play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the people sitting right next to us had been following the uh, the tour that he's been doing. Yeah. The, and uh, and yes, yeah, so they were they were just having a blast. They were losing their shit. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was by beautiful. all accounts, it was one of the best concerts. Yeah. Oh, it was, even, it was even, fantastic. Even by, even by Dylan skeptics who were there. Right. Yeah. By all accounts, that was it was really fantastic. Um, those are the strange things that let you know, like, like some musicians feel responsibility to play their hits in a way that the audience enjoys. Right. Yes. And some people are very artistic and they kind of are, Oh, you know, uh, it is a painting to them and the painting is never done. And so right. even after the album recording it is still this fluid thing. And then there are people that respect the artists for being that artist. Right. Yeah. But when you hear reports of this and not that success, I mean, Bob Dylan's quite successful. Sure, being the artist that he is, but it lets you know that he could he could have been doing this concert for many years. Do you know what I mean? That was the thing that. Oh that, yeah, yes. You know that was the thing is that like who wouldn't want to go see the show you just described? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, even the most tertiary Dylan, you know, yep. shoe sniffer would mm-hmm. want to see that show. You know yes. what I mean? And he <clears throat> he doesn't sell out venues like he used to. You know, he doesn't sell the, the size venues that he used to. You know, right. he is he is. He has, you know, gone gone the way of his age, so to speak. Where as someone who uh, Springsteen is a very popular person, yes. a man of the people, I've heard, loves to play all the hits. I mean, you won't see a show where he doesn't play uh, um, "Born to Run." That sure, is, that that is that is in every every concert required. Yeah, um, you know, four hour shows, the whole thing, and so even the most. For years, he still sells out stadiums because even the person who ha- necessarily doesn't like him is curious about the stadium experience that he delivers. Yes, right. You know, and then when you hear a story like that, you're like, Dylan could could be crushing it like this. Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, if he closed every concert with Rolling Stone, yeah, yes, right. That's the thing. It's like, and not that. And again, I don't. I'm not. This isn't a critique. It's it's a curiosity. It's an know? observation. Well, I guess the Counting Crows do the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's an example of they, someone trying they, to go the artistic route. They are really trying to make it like, like they're like, look, they're like, no, I know you wanted to hear the hits. We're not that band. Yeah, we're gonna play Born like, to Run. Like seriously, like they, <laughs> the they really like hold to their guns. Like we're gonna play a lot of new stuff. Right. We're gonna play some interpretations of some things. This, that's what we are. Yeah. All right. And the thing is like, <laughs> fair no, enough, no. Counting Crows. Fair like, enough. Counting Crows, I don't respect you like Bob Dylan. You're the music of my prom. Yes. I'm here because of the prom. I will say. I'm here because I went to the prom. I think August and Everything After is a genius album. It is. I love that album. It is. As my friend says, it should just come with razor blades and a bathtub, but oh, it is buddy. a great album. <laughs> Love that album. But for the 90s and for... But I don't have any other Out Counting Crows albums. <laughs> no, and I saw them... I unfortunately saw... I think I've seen them twice. Wow! Yeah. You really were a hippie. I told you, man. I told like, you. hippie's not even the one. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, uh, idiot is the word you're looking for. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't pay to see them either time. Okay. Well, fair is fair. Actually, no. That's not true. But uh, let me let me explain. You play with puka shells? <laughs> I, I, play, I, here's, I, I paid with, a, with weed. I paid with bad, <laughs> bad, seedy, like big white seed weed I paid with. Well, you can't pay, you can't pay with good weed to go to a no, Counting no. Crows concert. No. So the, uh, the first one was that my buddy was working at the college radio station. They get extra tickets. So I went and saw them at uh, uh, um, a college. No, a big arena in uh, in in uh, New York. Yeah, Tyranny uh, Tavern. 
Tyranny's Tavern. Thank you. Yes. Uh, no, it's a, fuck. It's a very famous venue that the Almond Madison Brothers... Square Garden. No, no, no. The, the Almond Brothers <laughs> play there. The theater. It's a theater. Almond uh, Brothers Joy the, Garden. The Almond Joys Brothers Coconut Garden. <laughs> Carnegie uh, Hall. The secret garden of the Almond Joy Brothers, man. <laughs> Some of the people who actually know what I'm talking about that are going crazy just shouting the name of the theater over yes. and over again. But uh, 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 anyways, I went and saw them there. And that's where like they gave accordion solos. <laughs> I told you about this, right? So there's accordion all over yeah. August and everything after. Sure, sure, right? sure. And so they would all of a sudden like turn it over like you'd flip it over to a guitar solo and the guy would come ripping through an accordion out there, you know? And you're like, <laughs> no matter how hippie-ish you are, no matter how stoned you are, no matter how much of a fan you are, you just don't roar to applause for an accordion solo like you do for other instruments. Maybe at a Weird Al concert? Yes. I think, I think be I've place. been to a Weird Al concert, and I think the people that roar would, for his for his that accordion would be the solo, place. right? Uh, because he's half ironic, and there's a half ironic applause to it. And so that's the thing. It's like so the with the first accordion solo there was there was a, there was a roar because it's like we're we're cute animals, right? So the boom, the hand gesture, the spotlight, accordion guy comes roaring forward. We all cheer out of like whoa, well, yeah. yeah, and then the accordion, you're like, and then we're the, supposed to be cheering. The applause kind of dies quickly because you're like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Right, and then. <laughs> He I'm did clapping it. for this. They he go to that move a couple more times. Three times in the Shut concert, <laughs> and he just doesn't. He just doesn't unapologetic accordion solo. Yeah, by the solo. third one, it just is like you might as well have thrown him into a back alley. You might as well <laughs> put him in the back of the theater. It just is like the toss might have been. Uh, you might as well help us on this. Go take a leak. <laughs> and he was so uh, fatigued that I think throwing it over to the uh, to the accordion player and the guitar player is enough because he he was so fatigued at the time. Adam Duritz? Yeah, Adam Duritz was going to like sitting on like an amp and sitting on the speaker. Like he couldn't stay on his feet the whole show. He's just reclining. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think he was going oh, through baby. a little something. something. <laughs> I don't know. It's that hair. I, I, was like, I was like, you know, most time people are drug addicts and they say they can't do a concert because of exhaustion. Right. I don't believe him just because I've seen people exhausted still go through with their concert. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of sitting around. I've never seen that. So then, you know, I was involved with a lot of the lo- local bands. And some of them were good bands. Some of them were very good bands. They weren't they weren't just hippy dippy drum circle bands. Uh-huh. They were they were real bands. Most of them were. Most but, of them were. Can you name one that got up and did their thing? Is there one that we oh, know of? I'm trying to think. So Blackfeet was the one that we all liked following at the time. They had a, they had a they, for for Jersey Shore independent band scenes. They were very big, right? Um, oh shoot, the one I can think of right now is a big hippie band though, uh, but they actually did do well. <laughs> uh, and uh, Makers of Fine Clocks was another big band that I followed down Makers there. Makers of Fine Clocks. Okay. They were a good band. They were I not, like that name. Yeah, they were not pop. I mean, they were not a hippie. They were they were like uh, pop rock. I like it. Um, and uh, I love both these bands. We'd have them, you know. I told you because I got because we my comedy group would have bands play Saturday Night Lifestyle every Saturday. So because of that we became like a local music stop. Nice. Gotcha. And so we got to know a bunch of bands. And so um, there's a battle of the bands to open for Counting Crows uh, down at the Tradewinds uh, oh, multiple club people, on the Jersey Shore. Multiple uh-huh. bands wanted to do that? <laughs> and so that is uh, surprising. It's a good gig. You can you can outstrip the headliner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you play your cards right. You can show you got more stamina. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay on your feet. It's a good gig. Have a have a regular guitar solo. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 do exactly what you do in band practice. You don't have to smile. 
make it through your set. Just don't throw it to an accordion just three let, times, and you're, rec- you're already better. Let, let the record companies know you're up and coming. You know? <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, those guys that opened for you. Yeah. We, uh, we watched their hold set. Hold on, I got hold on, I got to take a nap. Yeah, well, about that. Uh, oh, <laughs> boy. See, they were they were up the whole show. They was that up the whole show? Oh, you're still here. It's just your bed rider is really strict. Yeah. Um, for this leg of the tour, you yeah. have a bed backstage. Yes. On stage. Correct. In the pit. Yeah. And above the stage. Yeah, I was wondering if we could get that lowered. <laughs> well, then why? Two two beds on the stage? Yeah, like bunk beds. I want like kids' bunk beds options. You want a bunk bed? You don't have the strength to get into a top bunk. (laughs) I know, but I want the audience to think I can. No, we're not going to waste our money on a bunk. Excuse me, sir. Mr. Duritz would like a bunk bed on stage. I'll get you a second bed. I will not get you bunks. (laughs) Mr. Duritz has requested a bunk bed. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome, Mr. Duritz. (laughs) My assistant. Can I get you a warm tea before you take your nap? Chamomile, please. Alan, stop it. Stop enabling him. Give me six chamomile tea bags jammed into one hot tea. I want to be super relaxed. He just comes out in his PJs. The Durant tea coming up, sir. Comes out in his PJs and nightcap. They're like, like, I didn't see you guys there. Oh, Oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. It's pretty late, huh? Right here. We always go to bed. Count them sheep. <laughs> we always count them sheep. Mr. Durance, can I set your sleep number for you? Yeah. Yes, two. <laughs> My sleep Ooh. is two. Very firm this evening, Mr. Durance, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's how I roll. I'm a rock star. <laughs> it's like a bed of nails trick. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't sleep with women backstage. He sleeps on women backstage. <laughs> Just, I love Kevin Gross. When I was in high school, he used me as a mattress. <laughs> Just very rotund women. <laughs> very large women. <laughs> the many nappings of Adam Durant. <laughs> I always want to meet you. Poke, poke. Mm, you're not soft uh, enough for me. Uh, Here's uh, an autograph. Uh, uh. Mr. Duritz has decided that you are not soft enough. Please move on. (laughs) Thank you, Alan. You're welcome, Mr. Duritz. Speed bike. (laughs) I need something squishy. Yeah. So, you in the back with the popcorn. Please come forward. There was something a friend of mine, actually, was the lead singer of Makers of Fine Clocks, pointed out to me as 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 a lead singer himself. Uh, They had a joke. Then they had a joke about. Uh, Adam Duritz where he would start singing and they'd yell there he goes <laughs> and it ruined his albums for me because once he starts singing he never stops singing like ah. there's not he never lets the music fill in so like right. all over even August and everything after there's always like la 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 na 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 he's always just verbal filling every moment and so every time a kind of crow song would start they just go there he goes <laughs> True. And I was like, once, once you noticed it, it's like it's just poison. It's like all I can yeah, hear now is that Adam Durst is a latest song alone. <laughs> he can't let it go for a he second. He can't let it go for a sec. Yeah. Um, which is why he's exhausted. He could have mini breaks, but it's sure. right. He just he keeps he, he stays did it to himself. <laughs> he totally did it to himself. Adam, take yeah. a breath, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he he got to mess with Jennifer Addison for a while, so I'm allowed to make fun of him. Right. 
Wait, what? He was going out with Jennifer Aniston for oh, a long time. Yeah. Well, all right then. Prime Prime J A. Yeah. Nineties. <laughs> what a clash of nineties tastes. <laughs> He the had star her of Friends during, during the Rachel haircut years. Yeah, exactly. He had Rachel years on. Yeah, that. straight That's... up Rachel haircut, no joke. Shaggy Bob, most popular gal on the TV. Yeah. Oh, Adam Duritz. Uh, too good, too long. Too good, Duritz. too long, Duritz. <laughs> Here we are, twenty-five years later, throwing down on you like you deserve it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, guy's probably awesome. Speaking of throwing down on people at concert, Paul Mattingly, legendary performance this week at uh, Fifty Shades, the parody. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jacob, I don't even think you know about this. No, I don't. So we had uh, an awful audience uh, Saturday the other day. night. Saturday. It was good. a Saturday night of all the times, which yeah. has been our like rock lately. Uh, we've our Yeah, we've had pretty good shows. Well, I made it back in Friday after the sickness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, quick, quick side note, by the way. Yes. If you are trying to buy tickets to Fifty Shades of Grey, the parody for Scoop Fest with the discount code, right now it is saying it is sold out. Yeah. Uh, that is not true. We are getting, we are adding thirty tickets to General Reserve. Just a little behind the scenes of how so, Vegas works is that most of the box office keeps a certain amount of tickets, and then they release a certain amount of tickets to uh, secondary ticket markets. You know, like uh, to tickets for tonight yeah. and that kind of thing. Uh, and so we are. So, <laughs> there's so many scoops coming to. Uh, Scoop Fest that night uh, on, on uh, November twelfth. That they're we're we're taking away tickets from the secondary brokers right. and adding them to our thing, and that's going to take a few days. But you should be able to buy tickets to Saturday night. We're adding thirty I've more tickets. Seen dedicated scoops already buying full price tickets, which is amazing. But that hold amazing. on, yeah, just know that we're, or people were buying tickets because the code works for Friday night as well, right. and so they come to Friday night, which ah. you can do. You can come out Friday, sure, and then we're still that's still you could still get to the bucket show in time, yeah. Um, and you can still come back Saturday night to the after party uh, at the at the theater after yep. on Saturday. So yeah, you can no still problem. do that. That's not a problem. Um, and uh, Oh, also, uh, SJ has hooked us up for Friday night as well. Right. So if you're coming in, if, if you're going to be here Friday night and want to see a show on Friday night, uh, Cherry Boom Boom. Cherry Boom Boom. Cherry Boom Boom. Uh, we got to write a song for Cherry Boom Boom. Get some bogos. Oh, we, we really should. In fact, yeah, give us some music here. Let's, let's, let's give Cherry Boom Boom a theme song. Cherry We're going to add them to the boom. Scoop Fest festivities here. Um, this is this is this is uh, so they, this is going to help them out. This little favor that Matt and Mattingly are doing for Cherry Boom Boom. <laughs> Dude, I made favors of this shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Chatty, chatty. There's definitely no boom boom to the song. <laughs> Well, they they bring the boom. Oh yeah, they bring the boom. Yeah, yeah. Cherry, cherry, boom, boom. There it is. Don't miss it. <laughs> don't miss it, guys. <clears throat> Mattingly. I don't care. Um, uh, Fucking tune. Yeah, if it's if it's still there on uh, November 11th. What is that Philip Glass shit? What? Is, how oh, are you supposed to come in on that? I don't know. We got That's. I mean, my guess is that's Tony Longworth. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. It's just real hard to sing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a soundtrack guy. That's... <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that'd be a good soundtrack. I would investigate a murder to that music. <laughs> totally sounds like like Adam Duritz is on the case. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out this murder after I take a nap. Oh, Paul Paul has gotten real picky about uh, about song music the last few weeks. Oh, well, also here's the yeah. thing, and this, this we need we need to break Paul of this pickiness. Well, no, here's the hard part is that you and I came from two different schools of uh-huh. improv and so also 
Spadoni, even a bucket show, he has gone towards your way. Yeah. Like you like, I like looping music where uh-huh. I can, I can declare what kind of verse I want to do bridge and refrain. And I can, I can, as long as it's going in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I can do the math on it uh-huh. and loop in and out of it and break from it if I want to. Uh, but I when 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 I have to follow a a song that has that already has the bridge built in and the refrain built in, yes, I have a harder time making stuff uh, up to that. Spadoni likes playing like that, and you like singing like that. I can do either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like except you really already... dislike one way. What? <laughs> <laughs> like there, you could have sang anything. Yeah, you're like I can do that? either way. Yeah. except I'm not going to. There's no, there was nothing there. <laughs> yes, there is. No, 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 no. That's there's whole... music there. No, no, no. Oh, blah blah blah, 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 blah. That's a lot of work. Play it again. I'm, that's it. I'm doing a cherry boom boom. Song. A lot of heavy lifting on that one. <laughs> I'm not restarting any music for Paul ever again. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. I will restart. Hey, girls. Hey, guys. How do you like your cherries? With the boom, boom, cherry. Cherry, boom, boom, cherry. We're sexy, not scary. With the boom, boom, cherry. We're so young, we can't drink legally yet. But pay good money for us at the Tropicana and feel our young dancers sweat. Except you won't feel it Because our stage is so huge (laughs) You think you're gonna get close But you're not close enough to get rude Yeah, with the cherry boom, 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 boom The cherry boom, 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 boom We'll see you soon, 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 soon At the cherry boom, 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 boom Vagina. They come out in the audience. Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they get close. You proved me wrong. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> I, I was pulling it out of his phone to check his email. You proved me wrong, genius. <laughs> I got zinged. I know when I know when I'm bested. I know I know what, what dog to pick in a fight. Done. Done. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> we have a dick-ass crowd Saturday night. Uh, you know, and here's the thing, and this is this is not, you know, we we have we've dis- we've discussed that on air and off air, but you know, uh, because of the new shows, we can't switch like we used to from lounge seating to theatrical seating. Oh right? yeah, we just don't have time. And just it also time. it helps the bar sales. And it helps bar sales, which is integral to survival. And big... so one of the things that's going to happen is nights like this. It's not is is that like. Fifty Shades, and you'll see it. It makes you uncomfortable, and if you're a little too drunk and snobbish, and you're sitting in the round yeah. with your friends instead of at a theater where if you talk, you're definitely disturbing someone to your left or to your sure. right. When you're sitting at tables, you can feel like you're talking and not disturbing anyone. So we had a table in the front row that was really just a little too drunk, yeah, a little too snobby, and a little too uncomfortable. So they basically started uh, fucking with the show, like talking. At audience members while they're coming on stage, like two feet away from them. Yeah. While they're performing a show. Oh, they're talking to cast members. Yes. Oh, okay. So I went up. They talked for a good 20 minutes of that show at almost full volume. 
at wow. the start of the show. And I went to them, and I and I, I I didn't even wait for an usher or get a manager. I yeah, yeah. I was so loud that I walked directly to the table, um, especially because there, there was a situation where the waitress had a loud conversation with the bar patron like two nights beforehand oh, during yeah. an entire song, like the entire song of yeah. the show. So, and that song is about to happen again, and Ryan sings it, and I was like, Ryan was already furious, and I was like, if I let it happen sure. two times in one week, yeah. So I literally like raised to the table, I was like, okay, you guys, please enjoy the show. Do not talk directly at the performers while they're performing, yeah. And also just try to, you know, they can enjoy. hear you, yeah. Just enjoy the show, yeah. And they're just drunk, and they're all just pointing at the loudest one, like me, not me, 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 me. All you want to say is. I don't care. I don't care. Shut the fuck up. Though. Yeah. You know, like, I don't care. I don't they, care which one of you is talking the loudest. They've been so rude and so loud the whole time that the whole audience was just looking at them. Yeah. Sure. Which just takes the, just takes the energy so out of the, the room. The even if the, gone. Even if the audience is on your side. Yeah. And this has yeah. happened twice this week. Even if the audience is on your side, once they're distracted, yeah. like, the, the this show takes off. If you pack, the, the first scenes are filled with tension. And then we just take it over the top. You know what right. I mean? And so when you really, when you don't get that tension, it just becomes a pretty funny show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just a matter of that. Like it's a theatrical experience. When it's meant it, to be theater. When it succeeds, it yeah. really, it really kicks. And uh, and it's it's testament to how strong the show is that it can still get over, even with this kind of bullshit. Yes. Like I mean, we still got an okay reception by the end of it, but man, heavy lifting. Oh, what a fucking fight. So. This woman at one point even pretends to vomit when seeing, oh, like jokingly, like at the performer saying, "Like I'm, I'm vomiting at this show," right? Kind of thing to make her friends I laugh. I think she was gonna throw up. She's just fucking drunk. Who the fuck even knows? But yeah, know. it, it was awful. They were just, they were so goddamn loud and stupid and rude. So Paul, there's a part of the show where Paul points at people where he tells them he's gonna fuck them. Oh yeah, they'd been talking during the whole scene before. Uh huh. My song starts, they're still talking, mm-hmm. and I get to them, and I'm like, I'm not going to fuck you. He says, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck you. And then he sings. So you went through all the all the people that you were going to fuck, and yeah, then just stopped at them, stopped and we're there. like, yeah, I'm not fucking you. And that's what I was like, yeah. this is where like if Greg Ron, or even if I run, I don't think I could figure this out. Paul did the rest of the song about how he wasn't going to fuck that girl. <laughs> it was completely, it was total improv. I will literally fuck anyone. I won't fuck you. Yeah. I say I'll fuck everyone here except one. Everybody here except for one person. <laughs> He's like the rest of the song. Everybody here except one. And did, and did the audience get on board? Uh, yes, but the, the, the more important part is that which I was surprised at is that it worked. It shut them up. Oh yeah, the woman shut up for the rest of the fucking show. Yeah. Well, I was done playing games. Yeah, yeah. It it takes everything to yeah. push me to that level. I've never been pushed to that level before no this was the i was sick i was, I was still recovering i was backstage waiting for him at where he comes off by his curtain because i was like yeah. this is unusual <laughs> i'm going to find out how swiftly paul wants these people kicked out of this uh-huh. show or whatever yeah and i came backstage ready to be like just tell me was it just tell me give me a specific yeah so i can just tell the house manager yeah she said this or did this and i'm she needs to go right, right? Because I was getting text reports from people, kind of whatever. And Paul said, <laughs> like, I fucking had it. And I was like, I know. That's why I was like, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm standing right here. And he's like, but that should, he's like, but that she should shut up now. And he was like, knew it. He's like, but she should shut up now. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. And then I walked backstage and like, does she need to go? And I was like, Paul says no. Right. <laughs> Paul says, let it go. And then we watched her. She could probably feel that. We, there's four people just staring at her. Sure. 
for like the next five minutes, and then they all were like, leave her alone. Yep. I don't know, because Absinthe has hecklers often. Right. Yeah. I mean, a- Absinthe fosters an atmosphere that hecklers show up. So does our show. Yeah. Yes. We foster a very, it's it's intimate. It's a playful. It's dirty. It's playful. Yeah. Right. So, but Abs- Absinthe has hosts the fourth wall. And, yep. Yeah. Absinthe, Not, ha- Absinthe has hosts, though, that there is really no fourth wall. It. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's and uh, even and, and so, but that is that is the great way to deal with them is once you completely and really draw attention to them. Yeah. Where it's not like, oh, we're trying to pay attention to this thing over here and this heckler keeps on inter- intervening. Once you actually put 100% of everyone's attention onto them, that's usually enough to just yeah, that's be, a, to be done. Paul knows that's, that's how I handled the old bucket show. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you want attention? Here you go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's have a conversation, you and I. Right. And Maybe. I don't like to do that. And I, but I, I, I swear it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst night. Do you hate it when I do it? No. Should we talk about it? No. It's, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, it's, I we, just hate when people, nobody knows how to go to the fucking theater anymore. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We should mention that the Bucket Show last week, it was just a fucking improv jam. <laughs> that was my choice. It's true. Yeah. Paul replaces me with one person. When Paul's out, I replace him with everybody. Right. <laughs> Half of the audience. When I need to, I need someone to pull Paul's weight, I ask 14 people. Yeah. Paul thinks, you know, Tommy, one Sarah, one person can just sure. fill in for me. He'll just keep shining, right? I know Paul's my bread and butter. So I know if I don't have Paul, I need like everyone. I need everyone. I got to watch on Periscope from my bed. It was cute. <laughs> Were you there when I called your mom a slut? I missed that part because that was right at the end of interrogation. Interrogation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's when my phone battery died. Oh, shoot. But I did hear that my mom was the final final, uh, guest guest. She was the final guest. And then uh... that that may or may not be my fault. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, But yeah, so for uh, for Triple Threat, you you just said, anybody wants to go play Triple Threat, get on up. And literally half the audience stood yeah, up yeah. and S- walked to the stage. Sunday Night Live just did a sketch on Saturday where the, yeah. there was an independent film premiere. Yes. And they said, all right, let's bring the cast and crew up here. And there's just one person sitting in the crowd. And there's a thousand Everybody people. Everybody doing Q&A. Up. And they're like, let's open up for Q&A. And they just keep pimping her and asking questions about the film. I gotta tell you, I'm still... There's one part where it's like, uh, uh, let's see, any more questions? Uh, yes, you, the lady who's putting her coat on and picking up her purse and getting ready to leave. <laughs> yes, you, I believe you had a question. That's funny. Um, it was good. You know, I gotta say, if this new season of SNL, they're picking it up. I'm loving it. Uh, I am loving it. And what's interesting to me about it is there's there's a lot more sketches. Yeah, there's a lot less characters, and so like you know, like there's very very where it's just about the writing. Do you know what I mean? Like right. a sketch more to me is like on the writing. Yeah, there's is, there's is a concept. To me, it's the definition of a sketch versus like a character showcase or, or whatever, or political satire or that kind of a thing is that like, yeah. you know, there's a premise. Right. And you simply put the characters in there to act out the premise and you just experiment with how far you can take it and, and it goes. And they're even, they're even nailing like buttons and stuff this year, like ending the sketch as well. So as things stuff. are going like three minutes and done instead of yeah. eight. That's cool. Yeah. And it's not like, hey. Every hey, now and then they'll still have one that just that, that goes a, a little oh, long. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, sure. sure. But, but, the but, thing is, but, but it's, their, their batting average is much better. Oh, well, that's great. And, and it's not even like, yeah, it's not even about success rate to me. I'm curious about the writing style. Like, in other words, whoever the head writer is is moving in a different direction. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm curious about. Like, it's not a matter of, I don't mind. I like seeing characters that I like. Sure. You know? Um, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind if someone kicks ass at something that's hilarious. Go for it. Uh, but there used to be, I used to always grade you know whether or not how many sketches were on the show uh and there usually was like one a week 
you yeah. know, where there's like one that's like, it's oh, that's just idea. a sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just decided to put the the idea on there, and it's just a comedic pattern being right. explored. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing a lot more of that. It's like I don't know. It's cool. It's neat. It's just a different. It's just a different flavor. Uh, and, and they can do that because everyone's tuning in. <coughs> They got a new crew in there. Yeah, well, and also when everyone's tuning in for the poli- political stuff. Yeah. So the political stuff that they're riding on that, so they can be a little bit more yes. experimental with the other stuff. So you're not hoping to do it. Did, but, you, uh, did you see that Donald Trump called for the cancelization of Saturday Night Live this yeah. week? Yes, I saw the, the future czar of America <laughs> call for taking off the television show so he does great. not like. That, right. That, that, that he has that hosted. placated to him and let him host. Like, I think the chickens are going to come home to roost on this stuff. Good for them, but it's a little too little too late, in my opinion, on a lot of it. Oh, they I gave him quite the free pass. And uh, I feel I the agree. same way about uh, Jimmy Fallon having yep. him on. I'm just like, guys, mm-mm. Yeah. The way they treated him. Well, I'm wondering now, now that he's called for the cancelization of it and said that Alec Baldwin's impression of him is terrible. Right. Which is ridiculous. Alec Baldwin's impression of him is it's Wonderful. hilarious. Well, and I that, but like, uh, I think it's the fact that it is Alec Baldwin that's probably oh, what bothers Donald Trump. That, that's got to bother him a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not It's not just some guy that no. you know, is, is just a Saturday Night Live celebrity. It's, yeah. a, it's a celebrity. Yeah. It's a real, it's it's a real a liberal, fucking deal celebrity. It's a liberal yeah. New York actor celebrity. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, because they... on there like two months ago. Right. It's not been that long. No, it was last season, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But they've they've been they've been going after Hillary and everything as well on the on the show. They've been they've been satiring, uh, you know, satirizing Hillary as well. Uh, and I'm wondering now that he's gone after them if they're going to go back after him. I'm wondering. Oh, I'm wondering I think it's now if, ruthless. if they're just yeah. I'm, I I think they're I think they're just going to destroy him now. No, I mean I, I kind of hope they do. I am because that'll be funny. I'm actually watching Trevor Noah a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Because I need this relief, and that's what I needed John Stewart for, and he he abandoned me. Mm-hmm. But like in time, when times are super crazy and so uncomfortable, those those laughs are the best. Yeah. So when anyone just gets you to laugh at the craziness, that's that's where it's right. Samantha B. Have you been watching any of her stuff? She's killing it. That full frontal. Yeah. Uh, she is so good. Watching last week tonight with John Oliver. John Oliver, <laughs> he ripped. Stuff. He ripped Gary Johnson real good. Ugh. That was that was, was hard to watch. That was hard. That was hard. Gary Johnson and Jill Stein both just like yeah. got so. Oh, it's only I hard am. to watch because they're not wrong with, with the things they say. Dude, it's kind of unbelievable. Well, again, and that's things like <clears throat> I understand the the premise of it is you know I get it. Uh, I don't think I'm voting for Gary Johnson for Gary Johnson to become president. Yes, that's that's. Right. I think I'm voting because I want 5%. Right. Because I want a third person who I don't think will be Gary Johnson in four years. Right. I think, right. I think if the Libertarians had a guaranteed, if, or the Green Party, I think if one of those had a guaranteed access to the ballot in all 50 states, they would get a different uh, array of people who would Ralph run. Nader. Finally get Nader back in there. No, get Nader back get in there. Back get the in. Nader Raider. The Nader Raider. We want someone even older than Donald Trump and Hillary yes. running for Gravy. president. Gravy. Um, I my, I have an aunt that was his chief of staff for many, many years. Yeah. And I wonder if she still works with him. I need to find that out. He's a fascinating guy. You know, not the... Oh, I, I got to meet him several yeah. times. And I mean, you know, smartest guy I've ever met. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's just like, I mean, I've heard Penn talk about this with, with politicians before. Like, when you meet politicians and yeah. you meet these people in person, you go like, oh, oh yeah, I get this. Yeah. Like, okay, this is this is the most charismatic person. This is the smartest person. Blah, blah, blah. I remember working in the Virgin Islands, uh, Angus King, who was governor of Maine. Okay. And he later became governor of Maine again after like years of, of, of not being governor. But uh, he was he came to the Virgin Islands 
And all of a sudden, uh, uh, when I was working at Maho Bay, and the chef used to live in Maine, the head chef used to live in Maine, Papa Joe, and he said, uh, Joe Farrakko, and he said, uh, he saw Angus King, he's like, oh my God, you're Angus King. And then uh, everybody just kind of was like, what? And he's like, this guy was governor of Maine. And I was like, okay. But then I sat down with just me, Joe Farrakko, Angus King and his wife, and we just talked at dinner for like an hour and a half. And he was one of the most fascinating cool thoughtful guys and i was like that's what it fucking takes to be governor of any right. state you know sure and just was like and yeah he, i don't think you would you would you look him up i don't think you'd be like what a charmer but uh it, mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. yeah it takes crazy charm to be any kind of successful politician right, right. anyhow yeah paul ripped it ripped it ripped, ripped into a lady good yep for and disres- not in the normal way for disrespecting theater the craft the craft <laughs> i mean i'm you know make no bones come on it's a it's a silly sex parody show but but we're in learn, on it right that's that, what I, that's the, i think that that's the thing that gets me pissed off is when i watch the audience kind of start to turn i'm like we know what we're doing right we don't think we're presenting fucking macbeth to you we're, right we're we know we're doing a send-up of a of a, of a mommy porn book i think unfortunately there is a there is also a small segment that comes to the show that hold that that series in incredibly high regard. Yes. That's a different deal. That's a whole nother thing. I feel bad about that. I because I get that. Yeah. They're nerds. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're they they nerded out on this series. Sure. Right. And they want to see Yeah. And don't understand the humor behind it. Now yeah. some of them really like it and can still see the humor in it. I mean, your casting is meant to be That's the, exactly the it. Big, That's the turn. That's the joke. The big the big kick in the nuts. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So I had an interesting experience last night. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine just... Well, let's get a scoop mail. Good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so a friend of mine just died. A friend of mine died yesterday. As we were recording, a friend of mine died yesterday. A, a, a wardrobe person in town here named Tracy. Okay. Uh, wonderful woman and uh, oh, died uh, so died of cancer. Died died young uh, of cancer. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, it's terrible. But I mean, it, she's been she's been fighting this, uh, what we knew was an uphill battle for quite some time. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so it wasn't a, it wasn't a shock, uh, but it was it's still you know it's still very sad yeah, and everything. It's awful. And she was uh, she was the head wardrobe person at Peep Show back when I back when I did Peep Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so went out last night with uh, with some friends, and uh, there was the, you know people there that aren't my friends. Yeah. And and one of the uh, one of the people there said, uh, and I'm going to change some name. I'm going to change the rest of the names here, other than Tracy. Uh, one of the people said, uh, "Oh, I hear one of the wardrobe people from." Peep show just uh, just passed away today, and one of the one of the people there who I don't really know that well. Oh no! Goes, oh no! It wasn't Susan, was it? I said, no. I said, oh, good. Turned around and went back to her. Went back to what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Susan, not the name, whatever. Yeah. And, and I sat there and I was like. Uh, bitch! Like <laughs> what? Someone oh, still died. First yes. of all, second of oh, all, good. What do we should be? Worried, we be worried about Susan? Yeah. Like yeah, what? What do, you, what do you know that we don't? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like I know the woman that she said as well because she also was a wardrobe person for Peep Show. <laughs> was it Susan and her black tar heroin habit? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, no. no. Okay, good, fine. Good. good. Well, I yeah. hope she's. I hope she's cleaning up her lifestyle. Well, but, uh, I, I'm also selling her heroin. <laughs> I need a customer. I need, she's, my, she's my best hook. That's my whale. That's my whale. She is a black star whale. It's not even that she spends that much, but she is every Thursday. Oh, I yeah. did, boom, boom, I boom. didn't know how much wardrobe ladies make. 
<laughs> but I looked at SJ like 10 minutes later and I was like, hey, remember when that happened? Yeah, that person's a real cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, yes! Oh, yeah. That is dumb well, that's as dumb a, can be. That's a, that's a forever stamp. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay away from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I am troublesome. And, that, and that, the same person came up to me later on that evening and was like, we haven't, we haven't really met. Like, we, we kind of know each other, but we haven't really met. I'm so-and-so. I was like, yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> okay we're, we're not gonna really meet There's a, you're not charlie are you no oh good oh good <laughs> and then just turn around and yeah. walk away i thought you were charlie oh, oh boy yeah. that would have been awkward see you later my pussy don't stink <laughs> oh no not first person okay fine Whew. that is bizarre that's odd <laughs> we really did just sit there and i was like that's someone like, is asking me about someone who just died. Well, that is, you know, the thing that bothers me over on, over on the Facebook is is when people thank God for them not being in the area of a natural disaster or not <laughs> yeah. on the plane that crashed. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, oh, there's a God. I was supposed to go to California before that quake, and now I was like, thank God. God's looking out for me. And not those hundreds of other people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He hates exactly. those people, though. Even even with this latest thing, how everybody's like, oh, thank, thank God that the, the hurricane wasn't so bad here. It's like... Haiti got destroyed. <laughs> yep. Destroyed. God did not care dead. for the Haitians. God bless me by not making me Haitian. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what and that's the justification. <laughs> and that's why they need to get more missionaries Let out there. Let me just keep spraying chloroform over carbons in the uh, Oh, yeah. good gravy. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's 77 degrees in Vermont <laughs> October 20th. What the fuck? We're fucked. But oh, uh, boy. it's last night was the first cool night we've had here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was walking really the, nice. Walking the dogs late at night. I was but actually But I've had like, a lot of cool days, you know what I mean, guys? Day a lot of cool yeah. days. I was like, it's actually cool and uh finally cooling down. But yeah, it gets later and later in October every year. My kids are still in shorts and sandals. Yeah, they? it's kind oh, yeah. of I'm in shorts right now. We're all it's crazy. Not yeah. me, I'm not. But, but Jacob and I are both in shorts. All right, I'll cut the sleeves off of my jeans. <laughs> The sleeves. <laughs> Them jeans sleeves, though. Them jeans sleeves. What do you say? The leg? Cut the leg off my jeans? The leg, yes. Aren't they pants sleeves? Pants sleeves works for me. <laughs> Jacob is. Jacob thinks I'm an idiot for saying sleeves. No, that's not why I think you're an idiot. Oh, okay. Cut them jean yeah. sleeves. I, don't go into the other evidence. There's too much. There's too much. So, uh, the show's only just, so long. No, no further questions, Your Honor. No further questions. Two. Um, two Counting Crows concerts. <laughs> uh, let's no, get into some like scoop mail. Them. Jacob, there's one... Shit, I'm going to tell you this before we started. There's one I want you to get to. Oh, well, you find that, and I'll talk about the uh, physical scoop mail. <laughs> oh, we have physical scoop mail. Message for you, son. What? We've got physical scoop mail Holy from crap. Sarah Boyle. Yeah. Man, let's the see here. How's it hanging, denizens of the churn? Good. I've been sitting on some of these items for a while, but I decided I wanted to get everything out to you so I don't have to pack my suitcase for Scoop Fest. Uh-huh. I found these Pegasus kitchen towels on Etsy while looking for birthday presents way back in August. Uh, you can never have too many kitchen towels in my experience. Hopefully these will make drying the dishes a less tedious task. And there's one for each of you. So we have, some, we have some Pegasus towels here. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Um... There's, yep, there they are. Found them. Uh, <laughs> the green tea Oreos are to share. We have uh, we have oh, wow. green tea, uh, some kind of Asian yeah, Asian writing on them. Japan green tea Oreos. Wow. Uh, but Paul will probably commandeer them, uh, as is evidenced by the fact that I just pulled them out of the box and handed them directly well, to Paul. Look at that. <laughs> Quite a commandeering. At least the Japanese sell them in smaller sleeves than we do, uh, and I found these much less sweet than American Oreos. Uh, finally. 
the capes. I hope you uh, you will all at least wear them during the recording and tweet photos, but they're actually for Matt's kids. Uh, or Jacob and Paul's dogs, if Matt decides that Keeler is already dramatic enough without a cape. <laughs> I just posted a picture of him in a, in a cape, so no, he is not really? dramatic. Really? Yeah. Uh, he, my wife, uh, he asked, it was, the, it was one of the best moments. Uh, it almost made me cry. Uh, I... He has to be Batman for Halloween. His first year, he's asked to be anything for Halloween, and he has to be Batman as his first thing, which I don't even know he even got into Batman. Okay. Batman, you know, is the thing that I'm a huge collector of, and obviously I have my huge, huge bond with the, uh, right. the huge dead parent bond that I, that I, that I, that I took to as a child. Batman. And, uh, um, but he, my wife put on the costume for him. He's like, I want to wear it right now. And he put on Batman costume, he put the mask on, and he yelled, I'm Batman! And he ran all around our living room with his cape flare, and, and I was beside myself. That's nice. And then he decided to stay in costume all night because I love that kids do that. Right. And so there's a picture of him watching TV on the on our coffee table lounging out in a full Batman just watching television. Adorable. What, she has it. sent six new capes. All right. That's enough for our kids and our dogs. Holy yeah. crap. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, looking forward to fucking you in your faces in person in fabulous Las Vegas November 11th through 13th. And that's Sarah Boyle. Thank you, Sarah. Looking forward to it, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, this scoop fest continues to shape up nicely. It's gonna be nuts. Look yep. at these Pegasus towels. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, so cool. Oh, these are badass. Yeah. Here, I gotta tweet photos of the Pegasus towel. Hold on. Hold, hold for camera. Hold it for camera. Cheese. Cheese. Adorable. All right, deal. Very cute. Yep. Thank so you, that. Sarah. Matt, did that buy you enough time? Uh, no. All right. Just going to the next scoop. Moving on, then. Uh, from the scoop of Monte Cristo. Hello, Scoop Overlords. I was listening to the bonus episode, and when Paul mentioned earthquake prepping, I immediately thought of that earthquake warning. Uh, the warning That warning has caused me to spend the last week uh, between my co-workers, uh, one from Wisconsin who doesn't see how any of us uh, born and raised in California are constantly in fear of the earth shaking below us and believes that the big one will cause us to be swallowed into a giant hole, and the other two who believe there is no way we will experience anything more than maybe a 4.0 uh, and that the Richter scale is a bunch of baloney. It has put me in an interesting place of you're right about this and wrong about that and you're right about that but wrong about this. The Wisconsin co-worker sees cracks in the stucco of her house and is ready for it to come down on her any day now. <laughs> no matter how much I tell her about settling and how the stucco has nothing to do with the frame of her home, and so I have to explain to her how building engineers have prepared for high-level earthquakes uh, while my other co-worker talks about how those don't exist. <laughs> uh, to, to that co-worker, yes, they do. They do. They exist. Earthquakes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they happen. Uh, that earthquake warning has, has uh, caused way more headaches for me uh, to where I'm hoping for the big one just to prove my point. Uh, that, or I should offer my coworker a very low offer on her house saying, hey, you better sell now before you're selling a pile of rubble. I like that. I like that <laughs> idea. Uh, but I guess I should just end with the question here. Uh, that was like uh, Perry used to say that he wanted to... Uh, Offer to watch people's pets uh, after the uh, um, what's it called when God takes all the souls up ascension or whatever the uh, not the apocalypse. The, uh, I believe you're referring to the quickening. No, no. <laughs> rapture. 
The rapture. Ah. Rapture. He is basically because like, people don't believe that people's pets go to heaven, but they do believe in the rapture. Yeah. And he thought that he, he should start charging they, for a small deposit now. For the guy takes care. money. He'll take care of your pets after you've your pets been taken the into heaven. Yeah, yeah. It's good business. <sighs> so he has genius. a question for us. It's genius because he's yeah. going to make a skillion dollars. Right. And never have to do shit. Uh, so you guys uh, made jokes, and Paul said that he is preparing. Uh, so I wonder, uh, does Las Vegas experience any large earthquakes? And uh, when either of you were in California, did you fear the constant threat of unpredictable earthquakes? And have you ever been through one? Uh, no. In fact, my wife is from uh, Southern California and only has like one real earthquake story. And never yeah. never really... There's, everybody has their own tremor stories or the first time they moved there and had their tremor stories. And all of my visits to Los Angeles, I've never felt a tremor. That's why I kind of felt tremors was actually when I lived in the Virgin Islands. And it was very slight. And then it turned oh. out they made the paper the next day that confirmed that we had felt tremors there. But there's slight... There's slight... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I felt tremors, tremors when there. I lived in California. And it was, Nothing it, ever crazy. No, it, it was like a, a large truck drove by the building. We had... Uh, there was a bad one uh, when uh, Fight Club first premiered in the theaters. We went and saw it, and uh, there was an earthquake that night. And I remember we we were all sitting watching Fight Club, and there was an earthquake. And we were like, oh, shit. And being a Kentucky kid, I was maybe a year out here. I was like, well, you get the fuck out of buildings when earthquakes happen. Yeah. So we left. Mm. I left before Fight Club ended. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, then I remember Oh, so you still don't know. No, I figured it out. But then that, <laughs> then that, that, that you also you also deprived yourself of you and your friends openly talking about trying to fist fight each other, which happened to most people went to see fight yes. Right? So no, you got, we you did got not, to pass out on we that. Did not get into that place. <laughs> but we left. Uh, we left, and then uh, the rest of that night there were aftershocks and whatnot, and you could feel it, and, and it was kind of kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had just a little bit. I could see. This was back when I had my Star Trek lights all over my bed, and I could see my Star Trek lights shaking. Like, oh, shit. Whoa, this is for real. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is legit. Yo. If the Star Trek lights are shaking, Earth be a quaking. That's true. But wait, so you didn't leave <laughs> You didn't leave that building when you felt something then? Well, um, I, I left the building. You left and then the first we, building. And then we went went and fiddled around for a while. Then you go home after a while. What do you do? And then we felt a little after Survive, stuff. Paul. But you didn't yeah, go outside of your house. Not for that little one, no. Okay. Because I also, I wasn't sure what the hell was going on. Because I woke up. I was like, whoa, whoa is it really I didn't know. I didn't know. All right. Uh, yeah. Half slumber. I, the amount of logic you'll use to go back to sleep is amazing. Right? Oh, yeah. And uh, at this point... I'm saying that the royal you, not Paul. I'm still... No, I, yes. I'm, I'm, still I'm agreeing that, with the royal you. Uh, yeah. Still in that place where it's like, yeah, if shit gets real bad, it's just going to get real bad. Whatever. Yeah. No, when I woke up this morning, when my alarm went off this morning, because I got to bed late last night, I uh, reached over to my phone and reset it for... Um, what I what I thought was an hour and a half later. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sleep in. You know, wait until the guys. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll wake up a little bit before the guys get get around and everything, and um, lay back down, and then went, wait a minute, and I looked back at my alarm. I had just set it for uh, three minutes later <laughs> because I when I was resetting this alarm, I had no idea what time it actually was. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, oh, I just, I've just randomly woken up 
And uh, while I'm awake, I'm going to reset my alarm so it doesn't go off for, for when I set it to. It'll go off later. Yeah. And then I realized, wait a minute, no. I woke up because my alarm went off. <laughs> yeah. That's why I woke up. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't get sleep last night, and uh, I can't wait to go back to bed. All right, I found the scoop mail I was looking for. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pull down the music. This is a little bit so... Once in a while, we have scoops right in with a little bit of serious stuff. Sure. And I'm okay with it You know, once in a while. I don't think we should become an advice show because we shouldn't be giving people advice. But, right. um, but this, is, this is interesting only because with our MRE conversations, with our Meals Ready to Eat conversations, right. and what's been happening on our Reddit pages is that the amount of people in the armed forces or, or formerly in the armed forces that listen to us are a lot. Sure. Yes. And, I, and it makes – it's so flattering because – uh, I don't know why you listen. we're such pussies. You know what I mean? Like we're such wusses. Like we are not armed forces people. No. And I'm very thankful that people do do the armed forces. Yes. Not in the way that like in showbiz we're like I support our troops. Stand up and clap. Like I it's like like not wetting my pants. Thank you. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, okay. So this is from uh, uh, some of the armed forces. Ice cream headache here. Uh, the subject is war. Matt Paul and Special Guest Jacob, please be aware that I'm about to share uh, what I'm about to share is graphic, and if you don't want to read it, then don't feel uh, any obligation to. But after I got out of the Marines, I married a lady of my dreams who I met in New Zealand while stationed there. Our first year married was a rocky one, uh, and we have sought therapy, uh, which after only three sessions seems to have helped a lot. Mm, good. Which, uh, it's fantastic. You know, my wife and I, we go to therapy. Right now, we're not experiencing anything being crazy, but we still go. Because it's just good to have a facilitator. Just that's me talking. Um, so uh, when I knew eventually uh, come finally happened uh, tonight, it brought out to the surface all these feelings I had been suppressing for over three years. My wife mentioned how many times I wake up yelling and screaming. Nope. And I explained briefly what my dreams are about having an RPG land 15 meters from me and knocking me off my ass. Um, uh, I left... Uh, and on my way home, my wife asked more questions, uh, and I did all that I could to keep from unraveling. We got home. We visited BJ City and the wife's idea. What a great wife. Hmm. Yep. I, what know, a great town. What a great, what a great city. city. What a great city. <laughs> my kind of town, BJ City is. I mean, because here's the thing, right? Like, I just, what I mean to say is, like, this is going to go on, believe me, but I just want to stop there and just be like, you're not going to say, like, I'm a sopping mess. I dealt with something horrible. Could I just have a blowjob? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to do that. No. But what, but it's something that's going to make you uh, tune out for a second and become very present, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's, that's a good one. That's a nice one. So uh, there's not enough, there's not enough ther- therapists recommending this. Yeah. Uh, I just went to bed. Now I'm sitting here writing this. Prior to New Zealand, I was in Iraq for 15 months, not all of which were pleasant and sunny. One night while on a mounted patrol with government operations group, we came under attack and two vehicles were disabled, uh, one that I was in, and uh, no vehicles were able to pull up in a block in blocking positions. Ooh. The decision was made that the armor was going to give out and that we needed to make our way to other vehicles on foot. Right. Those who could uh, lay down suppressing fire. Those who could laid down suppressing fire, and we exited our vehicles and made for the two remaining uh, working vehicles. While running, an RPG landed 15 meters from me and a few other men, and we were knocked down. Oof. Luckily, no one was seriously hurt. After a quick self-check, we kept running. I took cover behind a vehicle and took aim to provide further covering fire for those who stood uh, still not behind cover. That's when I saw a man with an AK running from behind a berm to a wall behind myself. Once behind the wall, he took aim at us. I pulled my trigger and watched his body flinch. I squeezed again. He flinched again. 
He dropped. That was the first time I had to kill another person. The feeling will never leave me, and I've spent three years justifying to myself that what I did that night was necessary. The real reason I wake up yelling and screaming is because I have relived this moment of my life countless times as, vis- as vividly as when it first happened. <sighs> Holy shit. Oof. I just, I can't fucking imagine. I've seen a thousand movies and television shows that both try to portray it accurately and also glorify it in every which way. You know, video games, the whole fucking bang. And when you just hear a person actually experiencing it, it just changes the whole fucking deal. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. And I'm sorry this is far too heavy, but I've literally not told anyone in my life about this and I'm still struggling with it. I'm afraid that they will think what they will think of me and they'll know I have taken another person's life. Okay. The fact that you had the fact that you did write this out, and the fact that you didn't just take a nap after a blowjob means you're a better person than me anyway. <laughs> but that you wrote this to this group, you don't know that he didn't take a nap. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. might have. Yeah, let's not give this guy too much credit. Yeah, um, uh, no one is going to judge you the way you think you're going to be judged. No, uh, you were put in to an impossible position by being put in Iraq in the first place. Right. And you did it because of a whole bunch of decisions that you're not responsible for. Right. This is very different than someone taking someone's life in, in a regular altercation right. in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is not the same. And to you, it will feel the same, and it feels the same emotionally. And for that, we feel indebted. That is what we mean when we say, thank you for being in the armed forces. We know that this is a position that you are put in because... right we are all citizens of this country, right? And that's when you hear a story like that, and I fucking thank God that someone like you was there and not someone like me. Because <laughs> I would have just been like, I shat myself and died. That's the way that story ends. That's the way my story ends in the Thank letter, you for your right? service. And so that's one of the, the arbitrary thank you for your service is that, yeah. that, that this is what we're scared to think exactly what happens to every single veteran we meet. Yes. Mm. We assume anyone who says they've been to Iraq, we assume a story like this has happened to them. We don't even know about the guys who just have the positions of like, you know, checking, you know, mechanic or something, you know. Right. And also all of those people are all transported. And so all these transports with these RPGs could happen to anyone no matter what their position is in right. the army. So even just surviving this type of an event uh, that happened to you no matter what position you were in, the fact that you, you had the wherewithal to, to be armed to see the guy with the AK and to, to act. Right. I mean, what you were doing there... I mean, best case scenario, it's, you know, however long you're over there, months or, or whatever it is, it's just months of intense stress. Yeah. Wondering, will something happen today? You were straight up attacked. Yeah. The story you just described is that there was planned explosives with, 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 uh, with, more, with more on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you survived. Good for you. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry you feel that way, but please uh, don't worry about what people will think of you please bring it up in therapy yeah please bring it up with your wife in therapy yeah and uh um you know i know people who uh who are married uh who to people with trauma not war trauma sure but waking up and screaming in the middle of the night right i know people that have I know a guy who caught his wife basically screaming and lunging with their face first towards a dresser. They would have bashed their own skull and had, had he not woken up and caught her. And that incident ended up uncovering a bunch of childhood right. trauma. Right. And so uh, getting into therapy, it's crazy how much people who are victims of traumatic events fear judgment the most. Yep. And it's nuts. Uh, 
and uh, it's not it's understandable why you feel that way, but it's not accurate. Right. And you need to get it out in the open, and that's what's going to help uh, get you through this event and make them happen less frequently. Right. It's also going to bring your wife closer to you, not further away. She is not going yeah. to judge you. She wants to be there for you. She has already imagined all the circumstances. She wants to help. Yeah, and she's already imagined all the circumstances that you've gone through. She's imagined this and then many other horrible things. Right. Uh, to explain and justify the 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 things that she that she has dealt with, and that she's still with you, and that she's still in therapy means she's committed to making this happen. Right. So don't uh, un unload this, man. Yeah. Unload it. You know. Hopefully, well, it felt good writing writing that email. I was gonna say you've already taken huge steps in writing it out. That helps, um, and and getting into therapy in any way is gonna help. So keep it up. Keep you're on the right track. Um. P.S. To end this on an upswing, I took a shower after I typed this out to see how I felt about it, and I grabbed my iPod to put the podcast on while I washed my hair, then my face, then the rest of my body, from the neck down in descending order. <laughs> ah, see? And I read the title of the latest episode, Vladimir Gluten, and I completely lost my shit and was laughing hysterically in the shower, <laughs> just thinking of Paul saying in his high laugh, Vladimir Gluten, uh, followed by his increasing laughter and slowly fading off mic. As he got carried away at the whimsy of it all. I can't wait to hear this one. Oh, I hope we didn't disappoint on that one. Uh, it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and skip it. Give is, it that a one, is that the one I'm sick on? Give it a pass. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> as opposed to this one, Coffee McGee? Yeah, I know, uh, dude. I'm still... It's almost gone. Uh, just, you know, for the fact that you thought you could write that out to us, and I know part of it being anonymous, and I know that knowing that there's a bunch of armed forces people, but this is Ice Cream Headache, so if you guys want to start... Find this guy, uh, maybe shout him out on Twitter or on our Reddit page. Well, yeah, Ice Cream Headache, I would direct you to our Reddit page because... Um, a lot of vets already, are interacting there. There's yeah. already a whole group of vets just coming out and talking about, you know, vet stuff. Just yeah. Where are they served? And it's funny how, how you know, they're finding out they were in close proximity to each other and different yeah. tours and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, reach out. We got the best listeners. Yeah. We got such a great community. And uh, we're just sorry that it happened to you. That's, yes. And, so uh, sorry. And you were attacked and you survived. And so we, and you did it because our country put you there. And as a citizen, just thank you. Your training took over. All right, let's get into the dumber scoop mail. What? There's yes. no dumber scoop mail. Oh yeah, it's let's just see. different scoop mail. <laughs> All right, let's just see, let's see how this first one goes. <laughs> From Stone Cold, a scoop Austin. Mm. All right, Stone. See Stone already, Cold just just scoop. different. Not not dumb, just different. <laughs> uh, hey there, you gentlemen of Scooptitude. So I took part in the Dickorama. And even though I know the option of being anonymous is available, I wanted to share with you the joy of being part of an artistic project and inspire others to join in. Okay. Now, there you go. He is, of course, talking about Halloween Dickorama prizes galore. Yes. <laughs> if you go to, to, you can either go to uh, 25000website.com slash dicks or go to dickorama.com and it redirects there. But uh, we it's a, there's a lot of pictures there now. We, we have, have more. We have a lot. Many we, more submissions. We have, we have many more submissions. People people are people love a deadline. I Guys, guess. Guys, yeah. Here we are. The end of October is coming up. Well, you know, you're putting your dick on the line. You put your dick yeah. on the line. <laughs> we have some good looking penises in our yeah. group as well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. some. These, these are these are dicks that should have been in art sooner than they than they are. Yep. Well, right, they they, they may have been. They're anonymous. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But this is this the I won't I actually won't, I, I almost said one, but I want to make sure it's not the one I'm talking about. Go ahead. Don't okay. forget, it's not just dicks. It's anything. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are, uh, there boobs, are vaginas, vaginas, there are butts. You want. Yep. We, have, we have vaginas, boobs, and butts in a lot of them. Butts yep. is always great because it's really, that's that's gender neutral. True. Right. As we all have butts. 
I've been uh, I've been sharing the uh, the Halloweeny dickoramas with people at Absinthe as they as they get emailed in. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the people at Absinthe they're very happy about it all. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, this is incredible. People are just sending these in. This is incredible. And I said, yeah, because we have the best listeners. We do. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were like, we really have the best listeners on this podcast. I was like, nope, you're wrong. Nope. <laughs> Show me their dickorama. You're wrong. You're just wrong. I'm Show- sorry. You're wrong. Show me their artwork. Yeah. I believe that you believe that. You are incorrect. <laughs> uh, first off, the fun of it. This, this is, uh, he's inspiring people to join in. So he, he would like to start his inspirational talk by saying, first off, just the fun of it. Knowing that Matt, Paul, and Jacob were going to see my junk. Matt, I was already in contact with. So uh, so he knew it was coming. And his words of encouragement really helped uh, keep things stiff and focused. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Uh, second, now I know my art has a filter to it. Uh, but it is a cardboard cutout, and boy, there is no better feeling than when uh, than when you feel you cut out a hole in the bottom of a box and try to fit in, only to realize that you have to cut out a way bigger hole. Yeah! <laughs> there we go. I felt pride in my art <laughs> and in myself. Look at that. And third, I felt accomplished. I sent mine in at about 11.30 on a Sunday, right before PSS, so I was even more excited because I was kind of hoping Matt would show Penn, and that really wrapped up how overjoyed I was to join in on the experience. Uh, I I have actually I don't I you're right that I don't know why I haven't shared the dickorama with Penn. You haven't shared that with Penn yet. Oh. He would love it. Let him know. Yes, he will. Yeah, he might give a shout. He out. loves he loves scoops beforehand. He loves. I right. mean, he'll love this now. <laughs> oh yeah. He might get on board. This will put him over the top. <laughs> I consider it like an intimate invitation. I'm not talking to a lot of people about it off mic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, this is a, this is a relationship we have with our listeners. Yes. And people are taking bold risks. So I, I haven't make, making the conversation. Is, I, I feel you. It's yeah. not it's not the general combo. I really like this thing. I really I, respect. I have not I have not been going that route. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's as long as you know you're keeping anonymous and everything else. Of course. Uh, the, but uh, uh, I can I I it's one of those things where like I can't believe this is happening. Like it's one of the things where. Like, we really do have an awesome listenership yep. because of the amount of submissions we're getting, the creativity, and getting letters like this. So good. yeah, I love that we're making people do something silly, and it's becoming an experience for them. Yeah. <laughs> so he closes by saying, "So guys, gals, jump on into the dickorama. I'm gay, so I'm used to sending dick pics on Grinder, <laughs> and this made me feel artistic and gave my dick meaning. So won't you join?" <laughs> Look at that. What you could better endorse you use this as your grinder profile. If yeah. that doesn't get you the kind of date you want, I don't right. know what will. What would? Yeah. What will? Uh, make sure to send them to Paul at Matt Mattingly right now. <laughs> uh, don't only send them to Paul at Matt Mattingly or they will never be found. Yeah, yeah. Send them to Matt and Matt Mattingly. And someone said you should just take out the email as a redirect of all of our first names at mattandmattingly.com. But we don't have that yet, so don't send it to that. We'll get it. Yeah. I don't even know who has our email anymore. Um... <laughs> All right, that's great. Yes. Um, also, all the information for Scoop Fest is at heyscoops.com slash scoopfestvegas. If you type in heyscoops.com slash scoopfestvegas, is a list of all of the events, all the addresses, the costs, as well as the discount codes for the shows. It's all available to you now. Yes. And we've added a, we added a performer oh, for, yeah. the, uh, for the Bucket Show. We've added at least one performer for the Bucket Show yeah, on, the, on the 11th. Spadoni's going to do a song as well, so we have two performers added to the Oh, lineup. good. good. It's going to be a very long show. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great show. Jimmy Slonina, a fantastic, uh, fantastic clown, uh, comedic performer in town here. He, he is going to do, uh, do a bit. Great. Yeah. We very excited. I've, and I've seen, I've seen the bit that he's going to do before, 
and it is uh, it's really good. It's all really of us funny. just all of us heard yeah. Jimmy Slavin, and we all were like, yes, yeah. yeah. We actually didn't. There was no questions asked by any of us. We just said yes. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, fantastic. He, he's yeah. performed in, in many Cirque shows. Uh, he, he's performed with us in Spiegel World. He, he's just a, and it is just a, a great guy. Great. Yeah. And it's gonna make it more Vegasy, which I like too. Yeah. Uh, you ready to do a little talk versus nerd? Oh fuck, am I? Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. Explosion. From Scoop of Steve, I humbly submit these requ- these questions for your spirited contest. Mm. Questions for Paul. Yes. The biggest fucking attendance record in history mm. of football mm-hmm. was on September 10th, 2016. Mm-hmm. That is U.S. American football. Fuck yeah. Not that foreign crap. Right. <laughs> was it a pro game, a college game, or a high school game? Oh, it's a good question. It is a good question. I'm going to go college. College. Matt, do you have a guess? I'm going to go college as well. It is college. Good job. Uh, Question number two. I could have cheated it. I was going to look up to see if that was a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Because Friday would have been a high school game. Saturday would have been a college. Now, college games always get... a high school game. Yeah, college games always always get bigger. uh... There's some crazy high school games. I'm sure the attendance would be higher than we think, whatever the record would be. Not 110,000, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where was the game played? Oh. At a short half-mile NASCAR track, Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee. At FedEx Field, Jack Kent Cookie Stadium, Prince George Country, Maryland, home of the Redskins. Mm Mm-hmm. The Rose Bowl in in Los Angeles, California, Soldier Field, Chicago, Illinois, home of the Bears, or Bearden High School in Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the Bulldogs. Soldier Field, Matt. Ah, Soldier Field's too old. So uh, I'm gonna. I I was trying to knock them off in order in my head, but uh, read the options again. Sorry. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, FedEx Field, the Rose Bowl, Soldier Field, or Bearden High School. Not the high school. Not I'm between FedEx and the Motor Speedway. Okay, because the Speedway could hold that many people, and you could pack the seats in. Mm. I talked myself into Speedway. It is Speedway. Oh. I can tell you that neither the neither Soldier Field or or a FedEx Field has a that capacity. It's, it's not that big. Yeah, yeah. Most of them they don't build the stadiums over eighty thousand, or use some. They usually are in the sixty thousand range. Yeah. for an NFL stadium, because they want to sell out. Right. Oh boy, who most played? Replaced their their. Uh, they've most new stadiums. Have sacrificed actual seating for more high-end executive boxing. Yeah, like luxury stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so who played in the game? University of Michigan versus Rutgers. Loyola versus Princeton, uh, the one in New Jersey. Uh, UNLV versus the University of New Mexico, Albuquerque. University of Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. Or Bruno Mars. <laughs> uh, versus the world. The second one. Uh, Loyola versus Princeton. Yep. What? All right. That's an interesting, uh, that interesting, interesting guess. guess. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. It is Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. Uh, Tennessee won 45 to 24. And what was the official attendance count, not the Guinness number that only includes fans? I don't know what the difference is. I don't know either. You count the players and the uh, coaching staff and the Oh, the people in the the stadium. Oh, okay. 
yeah, I yeah. like that. You got like I like that you could break the record with like by like having like eighty hot dog guys. Yeah. yeah. Hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs. Uh, you right. stacked a hot dog deck. That's a bunch of crap. There weren't that many people there. It was all hot dog guys. It's bullshit. But I am full. Yeah, of course you're full. There's a hot dog guy for every two people here. Stupid. The service was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they had nothing else to do. Oh, so many of them. I'm a Guinness World Record holder. Bullshit. You're a Guinness sausage eater. Oh, that too. Oh, boy. Uh, so, so, what was many. The, so what was the official attendance? 51,042, 101,184, 156,990, 201,213. Three. Or one million people. <laughs> I'm going to trust my gut on this one. One million people. <laughs> one million people. And it, well, it got to that with hot dog guys. <laughs> Lots of hot dog guys. Uh, I'm going to go with the 156,000 one. And that's the one you wanted too, Paul? Is that number three? That is. Said yes. That's it. Yay! Nailed it. Uh, Guinness record uh, records the attendance uh, at 130,045. Fucking hot dog uh, guys. Which still eclipses the old record Somebody. by almost 15,000. Yeah. Yeah, so it still it still beats it still beats it. So many wiener vendors. A uh, bonus. Speaking of the Redskins, if team owner Danny Snyder voluntarily changed the name of the Redskins to something less offensive, like the Choctaw Indian phrase "Oklahoma," uh, something Matt and Scoop Steve both advocate, uh, what would that Choctaw Indian phrase translate to in English? Oh, I don't think I said that. I've never heard of that. I don't know what's going on there. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if this is like a typo or what. I don't know either. But he says that it would Scoop translate to our little, red people. He's a little. He's a little hard. He's always a little hard on me. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I just, it's, it's, I'm just saying it's not the end of the world to change your name from Redskins to something else. That's what. All, that's my only point on the Redskins name is that. Yeah. I understand that some people, other people have it. Whatever. It's like we've been changing. The NFL should be ahead of the curve on offensiveness, not yeah, not being dictated about like what is and isn't. You know, they're usually pretty ahead of that. I don't understand why then so changing I mean, they're usually the pretty name offensive. would make you want to root for that team even less. Like Washington DC still has a football team. You still know all the players on it. They're right. all still good athletes. Like what, what, what the fuck do you care? All of you, you guys all dress up like pigs anyway. Everybody in the stands for the Redskins, they all have this thing where they dress up like uh, like pigs in dresses, right? And why wouldn't you want to change it to the Washington Pigasi? The, the DC Pigs. <clears throat> DC Pigs or DC Bacon? Yeah. You tell me people wouldn't want to go see them play less? What? It makes no sense. Who and they cares? could do with their face masks, they could do uh, pig snouts on them. And if you're smart about it, you know that all that old merchandise will become collector's items. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Let me tell you something. As someone's a New York sports fan, Giants means fucking nothing. If they change their name to something else, I wouldn't care. Right. Yankees, no one even knows what the fuck a Yankee is. Oh, I know. I mean, well, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what a Yankee is, son. Yankee I mean? bad so, like, news is what it is. <laughs> oh, uh, my yeah, definition of Yankee is something different. <laughs> uh, you mean a masturbator? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. I'll yank my doodle to I, my dandy. I got that macaroni in my pants. Um, Macaroni porn. So, uh... I I, I just don't give a shit. I just don't. I don't understand the. I don't understand like go, go, going balls to the wall to fight political correctness for sports names. I don't care. Yeah. The Oilers became the Titans. No one's like up in arms about that. No, we're the fucking Oilers. You know, like look at this shit. <laughs> um, there's plenty of there's plenty of teams that have changed their name that no one gives a shit about. 
I think the Stink Fists should change their names, but you know. No. I'm not gonna... Now that's where I draw a line. Come on. The Orlando oh, Stink Fists? A lot of people taking your side on this. On? Uh, people are hating the penalties for excessive celebration. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Guy in the Redskins uh, got penalized for just shooting a fake free throw at, uh, at the goalpost. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> And I got to tell you, a lot of a lot of the old funny duds on the sports radio are hating uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s robot oh. move. Oh no, oh, no, that wasn't robot. That was uh, Hammond. Did, somebody. Yeah, did, no, no, no. But uh, you know, he 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 became a meme when he let a kick. He got mad. And he hit a kicking net and then right, right, hit right, him right. in the head. Right, yeah. right. So he scored touchdown the next week and he hugged the net. Right, and now he's gone all he, the way in. And then he did. Uh, he lied down with the net and yeah. then he proposed to the net. Oh, hilarious! And then and then he turned around saying, "She said yes," and hugged every player around him. Around <laughs> <the net. laughs> and I was like, "He's doing rules of threes. He's killing <laughs> he turned an internet meme he's and he did a rule of three to straight up Harold killing heightening. I love it. I love it too. Yeah, and they're hating it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, he got he got penalized and then all the people what? are like. Penalized uh, excessive celebration, my friend. Yeah, you can't use a prop. On the sidelines, you can't be a you can't put on a you can't be a theatrical human? experience. You can't fucking touch people's I think he took fucking off his helmet souls. Too soon. Shit yeah, on you! Also the, took his helmet off on the field. Shit on you, NFL. Yeah, you can't take your helmet shit off on, on the you. field. These guys, you are losing the fucking plot. They are. The, the yeah. ratings are down. Uh, fuck them then. There you go. Yeah. Great. And baseball should the baseball should be uh, should Pick be following suit. Baseball should be celebrating like crazy too. Ah, oh, there should be a bat flip following. Like the, the, the after you hit a home run, you should pick up two other bats and just juggle. <laughs> the reason they stopped cel- excessive celebration was because people were violently beating each other up because they celebrated. Yes. So, yeah. if they can understand that the culture of violence needs to go away, and a culture of celebration can be encouraged. So yep. that everybody can celebrate whenever they win or lose. And let me tell you something else, okay? Football players, in terms of pro athletes, yeah. I mean, I know we're, we're, we're arguing between millionaires here, but they really do get the shit under the stick. Whew. Their season is short. Yeah. Their careers are short. Yes. And then they wear disguises onto the field. Yeah. Right. So one of the few places that you can take off your helmet, get the cameras on you, and celebrate you for doing something is a really good way to make some dough. Right. Sure. And like basketball players make a shitload of money because they come out and they look exactly yeah. like them when they come out, mm-hmm. and they're so much more recognizable. So like, I it, it's it's good for everything to let these guys celebrate as long as it's not taunting. I don't like in in another player's face. Right, the taunting but is not cool. But the, celebration is. This taunting. isn't like a high school football game. All the football players know they're on television. They yeah. all know they're on cameras, and now they all know they're doing it for the cameras. I'm okay with acknowledging that. Odell Beckham Jr. is doing it strictly for the cameras, and I get that. And that to me doesn't make him less. Uh, of a good athlete, it makes him to me makes him a smarter athlete. Right, he's playing he's playing a larger game than the game that's on the field when it comes to in right. between. Well, I didn't watch any plays. games this week, so whatever. Oh, that Beckham Jr. did a great job. That's awesome. Ben Roethlisberger out, Paul. Yeah, bad news for Steelers fans. Big Ben is injured. He good, is good news for people who believe meat face sexual costers deserve some karma. Yeah, but well, I mean he gets injured every year. What's yeah. uh shoulder this time? Oh, what? No, I thought it was a uh, meniscus. Oh, meniscus. Where is that? Uh, knee, yeah, a the knee. knee. I, was, uh, the, I, I thought the meniscus was on the, the shoulder, knee. so that's yeah. where that's oh, where there we are. that's where we're going. Take an arrow to the knee. What's he? Uh, okay, out probably six weeks, six right, eight weeks. Right. No, they're thinking less now. Oh, they are. Yeah, he, he did a, a lesser. He, he didn't have to do the full on the full on meniscus surgery. Oh, he did. Uh, they did a, like a trimming, and so they're hoping possibly even just out one week. Did the neighbors come over and everyone brought their own ornament? Exactly, and they did a trimming of his knee. Yes, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was delightful. 
Um, Odell Beckham oh, Jr. brought a net. Meniscus Jacob. Tear. Yes. Oh, meniscus, meniscus tear. tear. <laughs> How beautiful your branches. <laughs> the sign of you on the goal line <laughs> brings Ben Roethlisberger lots of pain. Oh, meniscus tear. Oh, meniscus tear. <laughs> Your knee will never recover. Take that, Tony Longworth. Um, <laughs> too good, too long. Too good, too long, Tony. So uh, the Cleveland Indians—they're—they're uh, they're doing pretty good. They won a game with where their pitcher was out, and after the first inning, because of uh, a previous injury from uh, assembling a drone. A drone, yeah. He cut his—he cut his pinky finger on a drone helicopter blade. Yeah. And you're not allowed to have any bandages or anything on your fingers when you go out to pitch. Oh. Right. So he had it all bandaged up. He thought he was good to go. Then as soon as he hit the field, he just started gushing like he a geyser out of his hand. He was, like, it, blood was just dripping he had from to his take hand. take it off? Uh, he had to take off his bandage? Yeah, because he yeah. couldn't wear anything on the, on the pitch. And so, but he's pitching in game two of, of, of uh, you know, the ALCS. Yeah. And so he wants to pitch bad. And so he's just trying. He's just sitting just wiping it away and yeah. not pretending like nothing's happening. And finally, and the like, umpire. The, the umpire and the, ma- the manager of the, the Blue Jays was like, uh, You're hello? pitching blood. <laughs> yeah, hello? Yeah. And the umpire's like, what the fuck are you doing? Even the, even Terry Francona is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fine. We gave it a shot. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> and he yelled fuck so loud on television. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> he yelled fuck that I think I'm still hearing it reverberate around, around here. Um, <laughs> and then they just used seven pitchers. Yeah. They just used a bunch of pitchers. And they got through No it. one pitched more than 28 pitches. Right. Wow. The, they the started ins- like nine guys is basically what they did. They couldn't right. use their starters, so they just started nine different people. Okay. I gotta tell you now. What baseball's weird though? What aren't the Cubs playing in the World Series right now? Uh, they're getting close to it. They're playing in the uh, uh, NLCS. Yeah. Oh, so they're not in the World Series. They're, no, they're playing the for the Series. pennant right now. Oh. But Paul, you you gotta as someone who believes in little like mojoy things, you gotta love this year's baseball playoffs. I'll tell yeah. you why. Red Sox had considered to have one of the worst curses in baseball. Uh huh. They broke their curse yeah. with Theo Epstein and Terry and uh, Terry Francona as their coach. Theo Epstein as their GM. Yep. The GM of the Red Sox. Goes to the Cubs, yeah. which have the longest curse in history. And then the manager, Terry Francona, goes to the Indians, who have the second longest curse of, of uh, droughts of championships. And now both of those teams are slowly moving to face each other in the, in the World Series. It looks like it's going to be the old-timey <laughs> World Series. It's really... I like that angle a lot. I mean, I yeah. love Terry Francona. Uh as a Yankees fan, I still love he, – he was a great Red Sox coach. And he also coached Michael Jordan when he was a minor league baseball player. Oh. And so he I, I, I saw a good documentary on that as well. So I and this Terry. is as good a time as any to send our condolences out to all of those Toronto fans whose team is just getting destroyed by Cleveland. Yeah, by a bunch of – by a bunch of pitchers. Like any guys yeah. that work off the street are pitching. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, so sorry to Toronto fans. And I want you to know that uh, your country still counts. So much so that we now ship scoop bags to you. Yes. We now ship scoop Look bags at that. to Canada. We ship scoop bags to England and to Australia. And we use the flat rate based on our stamps.com account. Yes. So those are the rates that are on there. Shout out to um, stamps.com. There might be cheaper ways 
we don't know yet, and time is too much of the essence, so we just have to use what we got. It's not gonna be right. That, not much cheaper. Than I, 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 I dug so. around. I, I I dug through. Yeah. Uh, we had we had some other shipping accounts with some other people, and I, I dug through all those, and it, it all came out to about the That's same. Pretty yeah. darn cheap. All yeah. right. Yeah. So we have now the selection. If you go to scoop uh, heyscoops slash scoop bag to go. Yes. You got to type in the to go part because if you just type in scoop bag, that just takes you to the pickup. That's the pickup form for coming to Scoop Fest. So you will, we, there's no shipping address, no shipping charges. But you go to heyscoops.com slash scoop bag to go and we'll ship anywhere in the United States, Canada, England, and Australia. That's the best we could do. And if you want it shipped somewhere else, email us. <laughs> and the, the best we could do, and then email us and we'll try to still do our better. Yeah. Um, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. But outside of those, outside of those, we're not making any guarantees. The yeah. deadline is October 23rd. A Sunday, right? Is that Sunday, October 23rd? I believe so, yeah. Sunday, October 23rd, because we, we won't put the t-shirt the in there. We extended the deadline, because we just figured out how to ship to other places. Yes, October 23rd. Um, thank you for growing with us as we grow, everybody. Yeah. Um, baby steps. Baby steps. But uh, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get our Scoop Fest back. That comes with the t-shirt, Scoop Fest Vegas t-shirt. Yep. Comes with a foam hat. Yep. Uh, it's going to come with a surprise a item. A hat. A, oh, trucker, a, a trucker, trucker hat, hat with yeah. a foam, foam cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. With fo- trucker foam, you know whatever the f- you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's a trucker hat. Just look at the picture of the goddamn a baseball thing. hat, a baseball cap with the puffy with the puffy. It's front. not the whole the whole thing's not made of foam. No, it's a, no, no. It's, it's, not, like a, it's not like a, not like a 1920s campaign <laughs> hat or right, something like right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get clear. Not foam hat. Happy times are here. Yeah, no, again. no, that's not it. Scoop fast is here. Let the times begin. <laughs> oh boy. Um, now I want those hats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got another one coming up next year. That's another true. Scoop Fest. That's true. Um, <laughs> Got to get through this first one, the yeah. second one. <laughs> Let's see what else. That's it. Okay, so uh, I want to thank Penjolet for doing this podcast. Yes. What yep. else do we got? Oh, secret items also come in the back. That's what I meant to say. Oh yeah, secret items, secret treats, items. More, more of the items just came in this week. So good. Oh man, you guys, you guys. Boner items oh. in the bag. That is what you get. Uh, let's see. What bit did we do today, Paul? We, what we did? We did a uh, oh Adam Durant's Adam Durant's backstage. <laughs> let's do Adam. These are Adam Durant sleeping arrangements. Okay, Adam Durant sleeping arrangements. Okay. Oh, I want to thank uh, Ak- Akshay. My sore ass needs to sit down. I want to thank Danny. Tall glass of milk. Oh, wine. <laughs> I want to thank. Alex Chamomile T. Phillip. I want to thank David Lullaby Lang. I want to thank Barry. Row, row, row my boat to sleep. I want to thank Ellie. Put the blanket in the dryer for five minutes. Oh, dire. <laughs> I want to thank Bobby Tylenol Pia Murdoch. I want to thank Emily Robitussin Cough Suppressant PM Ralph. <laughs> I want to thank Brian. Just a little bit of NyQuil Lehman. I want to thank Hope Punch to the Temple Litwin. I want to thank Cameron, my new meditation app power. I want to thank Jason Counting Sheep Lane. I want to thank uh, Carmen uh, Screaming uh, uh, Curse Words and Epithets Perry. I want to thank Jessica Rub One Off Leslie. I want to thank Chris Roberts. Oh shit, I almost drowned in my own bathtub. I want to thank Joe Flip the Pillow McMullen. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Christy uh, Fall asleep on the tile floor because I'm too drunk, Salinas. I want to thank Joe Pants Off Masano. <laughs> I want to thank Corey Triple Bong Hit Lynn Owens. 
And I would like to thank Joseph leaving my socks on, Mastrangelo. I want to thank Danny Nichols on my eyelids. <laughs> and I want to thank Adam Rabisnak, at, at Shay Mysore, uh, Andrea Ruxton, Andrew Mylar, uh, Ben Mueller, Blythe Rene, uh, Bob Petkins, Brendan Light, Brian Rutterforth, uh, uh, Christine Phillips, David Martyr, Edward Andrick, Greg Recton, Griffin Menke, Ian, Re- uh, Ian Reitz, Reitz, sure. uh, James Lawrence, Jared Martin, Jeff Libby, Joe Restul General, and John Mouser. Thank you, guys. That might be your worst reading yet, Jacob. That was terrible. <laughs> um... <laughs> People are just sending names in to fuck with me now. So, no. think, oh, think, yeah, there are quite a few think, in here that think, are just fucking with I me. I think Ian Reince, or Ian as we call him, is. is did I say Ian? Yes, you oh. did. And I think Blythe Renee is not fucking with you. No, no, Bl- Blythe Renee is not fucking with me. Is it. How did I say it? Bl- Bl- you said. Bl- you're like Blythe Renee. Did I really? You were all over Oh, this. I don't know. I don't care. I'm drunk. <laughs> Um, next episode, we have a really fascinating Vegas personality. RJ Owens is stopping by. He's a listener, uh, and as well as he's, uh, he's 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 done a thousand things. I mean, he's been in Mystera forever. He's, he also did some pro wrestling or, uh, or some TV, semi pro wrestling, stage, screen. Just a funny guy, good storyteller. You're gonna yes. like him. You're gonna like him. We're bringing, We know you like when we just bring people who know how to hang and and tell Vegasy stuff. So yes, you're gonna love our next guest. RJ Owens is coming up in the next episode. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Sometimes I miss saying it myself. <laughs> Just sometimes. Other times I'm really glad we have that in the can. We'll see you soon. <laughs> we'll see you soon. We'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> oh my god, did my friend die? No? Okay, fine. Okay. Oh, as long as my friend didn't die, the world is okay. Right? What a cunt. (laughs) I mean that in the Australian way. No, but I don't think you do. Yeah, you're right. I don't.